0: Welcome to All About Balance, a podcast focused on finding the healthiest version of yourself. Here's our host, Abby. Thank you for joining today's podcast. And today we're going to be talking about diabetes, pre-diabetes, and what that all means. So knowing that November 14th is International Diabetes Day, there's a lot of information on that. But honestly, every day is Diabetes Day. Because if you look at the statistics, diabetes continues to grow in a worldwide situation. So that being said, we really want to do what we can to control diabetes and not have diabetes control us. So if you have done your blood work through your physician on a yearly basis, and if you haven't, I would highly recommend it just so that we can monitor all of your lab work and make sure that we're not missing anything until it gets too far out of control that we are going to have trouble correcting it. Okay, so one thing to keep in mind right now, and these guidelines can always change, but pre-diabetes is typically going to be a fasting blood glucose. And when I say blood glucose, another name is blood sugar, but technically it is blood glucose. So if your blood glucose, and you haven't had anything to eat in the morning and you would check it with either a blood glucose meter or a continuous glucose monitor, um, and thankfully they've come a long way since I first became a certified diabetes care and education specialist for checking. But that being said, if your blood glucose is under 100, that's a normal level. If your blood glucose, when you first wake up, first thing in the morning, no coffee, no medication, no food, and it's in the 100 to 125 range currently, then if there's two different times of it being within the 100 to 125 then definitely, you know, we need to have a discussion with your physician because your physician may have already diagnosed you with prediabetes. So let's talk about prediabetes. There is so much inconsistency with it. Keep in mind that prediabetes is already increasing our risk for cardiovascular events down the road. So many times I've heard people say, oh, I'm borderline. Or, well, they said not to worry about it, it's not too bad. Well. I have a very strong family history of diabetes. I'm such a strong family history that I am at such an increased risk for diabetes that I want to work on my reduction of diabetes now instead of waiting until I have to correct it later because diabetes is a progressive disease. So what that means is that it's not just affecting our pancreas that is you know, having those beta cells to help to regulate our insulin and our glucose levels and getting the proper glucose into our cells like a key, you know, is unlocking a door. So think of that glucose is going into our cells. It's unlocking that door to let that blood glucose go into our cells for energy versus keeping in our blood. So if we have a higher blood glucose level, it just means that Our body isn't working as efficiently and effectively as we can because it's not doing what it needs to do to give us the utmost health possible. So what that means is that we need to find ways to have our body work better Not necessarily harder, but just better. Like, what can we do to make changes? So if it's prediabetes, you know, there are certain guidelines that we can follow, but we definitely want to do it from an individualized standpoint. Because again, what you're eating may not be the same, and it won't be usually the same as another person, but you could have the same blood glucose level that would say you have prediabetes, So we need to work on correcting things now to continue to reduce your risk of developing diabetes versus increasing your risk. When we look at diabetes, again, a physician needs to diagnose you with this, but you have to have two different levels of its fasting of 126 for your fasting blood glucose level on two separate occasions to have that diagnosis. So If you have a high blood glucose level, typically your physician will have you come back and retest and just to have that confirmation. If you have diabetes and that's the diagnosis, I just want to say it's not the end of the world. And the reason why I'm saying that is I've seen so many people that it has definitely led to depression, definitely caused a lot of serious complications And it doesn't have to be that way. If we know ahead of time, if we know right away, then we can make changes. So we can look at what are you eating and how can we adjust what you're eating to be the best for what your body is capable of. If you have diabetes, there's not anything you did to get diabetes. Okay. Think about, and I'm just talking about type Two diabetes. There are so many different forms of diabetes, but type one is more on an immune condition. Um, It can start early in life as a child, but there are many people that have been diagnosed with type one later in life. So we need to get away from that, like juvenile diabetes or insulin dependent diabetes. And now we really need the proper terms of type two diabetes and type one diabetes. Again, there are one and a half, and there are so many different names. But just for all intents and purposes now, we just want to focus mainly on type 2 diabetes for today. So getting back to what we're eating is... Again, as I said earlier, we want to be in control, not have diabetes in control of us. So by us working together to work on your glucose levels, I can better pinpoint when you're having glucose levels that are not in the right range. The American Diabetes Association has a range, and the American Association of Clinical Endocrinologists also has a range. And we have to pick the range that's most suitable for the client. So if you're struggling and you don't know what to eat or you've been told don't eat anything white, that's not accurate. We are able to eat anything we want as long as we're really paying attention to the portion size and we're paying attention to how it's affecting our blood glucose level. When you hear people say, "Oh, you have diabetes, you shouldn't eat that or you can't have that cake or you can't eat that." That's why are you eating that? That shouldn't you sh- that's going to make your blood sugar go up. I've heard so many unfortunately stories about how people are blamed and put on that shame game. And honestly, think about who is judging you. If you have diabetes, who is it that's judging you? If you feel comfortable, just say, well, you know, I'm working with a certified diabetes care and education specialist and a physician and registered dietitian, and they're all helping me so that I know that what I'm eating is appropriate for my needs. But again, there are no guidelines that's going to work that are going to work for every single person. So keep that in mind. You definitely want a collaborative care team to make sure that we're really on top of where your blood glucose levels are at. If they're checking the hemoglobin A1C, which is a about a three-month measurement with the last month being the most weighted in that sense, as far as how have your blood glucose levels been, because... We can check with a blood glucose meter or continuous glucose monitor is more accurate because you can get a lot more tests without pricking yourself routinely. And so we really want to pay attention to that. And then we want to know, you know, let's count carbohydrates. We definitely don't want to take carbohydrates out because we need that for our brain to function properly. And I think that's many times what people do is they think, oh, I can't have any carbohydrates or I can't have sugar. Well, one thing is to say is that Carbohydrates are made up of sugar, fiber, and starch. So you don't even have to worry about the sugar because it's already accounted for in total carbohydrates. So I will not ever have anyone go off of carbohydrates because that's not accurate, that's not safe, and you're missing out on nutrients and potentially could lead to nutrient deficiencies. What I will do is work together so we can come up with a plan so... We know how much to have at each meal to keep our blood glucose and keep our diabetes risk as low as possible, but keeping our blood glucose in the proper range so we don't go too low and don't go too high. Thank you for joining me. And like I said, uh, November 14th is International Diabetes Day. So we just want to really be mindful. And I will talk about signs and symptoms of diabetes in another podcast. Thanks. Thanks for joining the podcast, All About Balance with Abby. If you would like to reach Abby, you can find her at abnutritionsolutions.com. This episode was produced by Craze Studios. Have a great day.